1: You ready for rapid fire, Vince? Uh yeah. Always
2: ready for rapid fire. It's just been the sitting there better for that show. interview to finish for rapid Woo! fire.
1: Fill in the blank. This Notre Dame football season has been
2: blank. Perplexing, irritating, uh maddening. You name the you name it. I, it's just. Not what I expected. That's for darn sure, and nope. uh, it has been very frustrating at times. There has been glimmers of hope, but very few glimmers. And I just, I don't know, man. Are we gonna last another six games? That, that that's my question.
1: And it's a really good question at this point. It has been a roller coaster ride, like just waiting to jump off the rails yeah. at any moment. And like it, like last week was almost to jump off the rail. moment it's pretty darn close anyway and if you pair that with you know and we'll get more into UNLV here I just just so inconsistent you know like issues that you wouldn't think that would pop up like offensive linemen with the false starts at home just all these crazy things a very inconsistent offense we didn't expect to see that coming we obviously thought there was going to be again a more consistent looking defense again like you go back and you look at the, the points in the yards, the defense is keeping the points down. The offense has got to get it together. The defense does not look perfect, but the offense has got to get things together. It is just, you know, again, it's been a roller coaster of
2: inconsistency so far. Inconsistency is a good one. Uh, it's much, much nicer than the words I came up with.
1: <laughs> BVG should be coached as a summation of the last, 30 years well taking out the last five of course because like what you know again like brian kelly showed up and it, we thought that you know all those up and down years of Davey yeah. willingham weiss we thought that was all and even the first few years of brian kelly we thought it was all a thing of the past but
2: yeah yeah man, we did
1: this is this is this is so far harkening back to those days that's that's what's that's Ugh, what's really that's kind scary of the
2: red flag yeah that's scary is what that is yep
1: yeah.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. With Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: Notre Dame running backs combined for just two receptions last week. What's the minimum number of catches that group needs to
2: have in a game? In a game or in this game? Because I think in this game, I'm okay with like an incremental. Okay. Let's say for this game, I'm okay with an incremental increase, although I think it needs to be higher. But I also feel like Notre Dame is going to run the ball pretty efficiently in this game, and so maybe they don't even need to.
1: Well, but we thought I, that last I, week I, too. I, yeah, I know. The
2: worst right. run defense. Thanks for bringing that up. Appreciate that. <laughs> that we're done talking about that. Um, no, I I think it needs to be in like the five to seven range, um, and I would be fairly happy with that. To be honest with you, I think that would be very. Like, that's enough to make people respect the fact that those guys can come out of the backfield. So right. five to seven for me.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm in that range as well. Like you go back to Cal North Carolina, they had, it was like eight in one game, seven in the other game. And then it dipped to like two, I think two, maybe three. Now there was a drop obviously on the screen pass, you know, against BYU, but you know, it dropped down to two and then it was basically non-existent last week. You know, yeah. you know, again, two receptions last week. And really I'd be hard pressed to even think about what they were that, those the, those running backs in the passing game really have it. It it keeps the defenses honest. Yes, I think and like you know, just as as you've said, Stanford last week specifically. That's the biggest th- thing oh. to me. Like why you didn't run more two back sets and why you weren't throwing the running backs more yeah. specifically because of their speed and the mismatches you could have caused with slower linebackers that Stanford has.
2: I mean, why are you not working sideline to sideline? And getting your running backs involved in the pass game is such an easy way to do that. You know, how did Stanford beat Notre Dame uh, when Notre Dame was on defense and Stanford was on offense? They ran a bunch of bubble screens. They got the ball outside. They did all these different things. If Notre Dame just copied Stanford's game plan offensively, they would have won that game by three scores. They would have. Yeah. Getting the ball outside. You know, running the ball when they needed to. Notre Dame has better playmakers all around the field. With that game plan, they win that game going away. Yep.
1: Got to get them. Got to get them more involved. Yeah. According to the release UNLV put out when this game was originally announced a couple of years ago, UNLV will get one point three. <laughs> let me start this over. One point <laughs> three five million dollars in the as a as a buy game Genius. today so they're going to get 1.35 million dollars from notre dame for showing up and playing this game today what does that say to you about today's game
2: it says to me this game is supposed to be a butt whooping you're, you're supposed to get that kind of a paycheck when you get your butt handed to you come get spanked yes spanking and like it yeah take your butt whooping here's a check we'll see you next time Like, that is what this is supposed to be. That's what Marshall was supposed to be. That's why they walked out of here with over a million dollars as well. It's supposed to be a butt-whooping payment. Yes. I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't know. I hope so. I hope so.
1: Yeah, and I'll be curious to see what the stands look like today as well. When you're sitting on 3-3, and you just lost a home game last week, and it's UNLV today. I know they were having a hard time you know, selling tickets and getting rid of tickets earlier this week. I'll be really curious to see that, you know, that, that, that sellout streak is a a, a long thing of the past, but you're exactly right. You, you write a check for over a million bucks for an opponent to come in. You're supposed to give them a spanking. You're supposed to give them a butt whooping. And, you know, that's, I don't know that we will see something like that today, but that's what we need to see something like that today.
2: And I, I get that the sellout streak is is long in the past, and I, I get all of that. But, I mean, they're l- literally giving away tickets to this game. Yeah. And I realize it's UNLV, and it's not the – and the way the season is gone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they are literally giving away tickets to people to come to this game to try right. to fill the stands.
1: Tyler has a super chat. How would you guys feel if Notre Dame loses to UNLV? Just asking because we lost to Stanford and Marshall. Two teams should have won.
2: I mean, look, Tyler, it's a, it's a legitimate question. It's a question I don't want to answer in the affirmative, but it is a legitimate question based on the two losses that they have, right? They, I mean, I probably won't be very emotional about it. I really wasn't emotional last week when they lost to Stanford because it just felt like that entire game was leading to a loss. I'm not going to watch most of this game live and so if I see that they lost to UNLV, I swear to all that is holy, my son's team better win because I need some good news in my life if that is the case.
1: Yeah, um man. If they lose to UNLV today, coming off a loss to Stanford and having already lost at home to Marshall, then you've lost 3 of your 4 home games. That is obviously not any kind of home field advantage and we've you know we've talked about it they have played worse at home and bbg should be coach says stop catering to the wine and cheese crowds i mean it's you know what it's like it's notre dame it's you've got fans from all over the country you know like this is the kind of game where like if you're a local fan and you haven't had a chance to go to a game in a while maybe you're a little disheartened but you can go out and find a cheap ticket if not a free ticket. For today's game, oh yeah, go out and take it in because the weather is supposed to be beautiful. It's supposed to be in the 70s. You know, last last Saturday we'll probably see like this for a while. You know, unless we get really lucky in a couple of weeks when Clemson comes to town. But you can't lose this game. Like you talk about red flags, you cannot, you cannot fall below 500 seven games into the season. You cannot lose this game
2: with the schedule that they've had. Like yeah. you, I mean, it's not like they front-loaded it with Clemson, USC, and Ohio State. Then you've got, you know, a conversation about losses and all of that. You can't have your – three of your four losses cannot be Marshall, Stanford, and UNLV. Cannot happen. Cannot happen. Because your next two opponents are both going to be ranked. And that does – I mean, you're going to have negative momentum going into both of those games. Yeah.
1: Kind of on that subject, fill in the blank. Your use of the phrase, Notre Dame just needs to show up to win, will be blank after last week.
2: Never used again because (laughs) apparently that's not the case. I mean, that should have been the case against Marshall and Stanford. All Notre Dame should have had to do is show up and win, regardless of game plan, regardless of anything. If they just go out and execute the plays that are brought in, they should have won both of those games. I will never use that phrase again.
1: Me either, and I used it last week. Yeah. Fully admit it, and of course I was joking when I said it, but literally that was the kind of opponent, but but that's how they looked. They looked like they just showed up and that was it. Yes. But, you know, again, they looked unprepared to come out, have the play clock winding down on the very first play of the game, and then to have a false start at the end of that is just unexcusable when you're playing at home. They, they looked right. unprepared. Can't have that again yeah, today. I don't you know, doubt. I don't know how much you can clean up in a week, but you can't have that today, and you cannot lose this game. There's no world where you can right. lose this
2: game today. Absolutely. And I, I do want to pull this up from Brent. He says if Notre Dame loses today, come Monday, I say we lose at least five recruits. You put too much stock in what the team is doing. Yeah. That's not gonna just, happen. It's just I, not gonna I've happen. I've already
1: seen people overreacting to this. Yeah. It's just because like think about 2016. Think yeah. about that horrible season 2016. The recruiting actually got better right after that. It's one does not have to do with the other. I know fans worry about it, but one does not have to do with the other.
2: Yep. Exactly. Players,
1: I think, just look at it as opportunity. It's like exactly
2: Make I'm gonna be the minute. one to come in and, and do it. Let's remember Marcus Freeman is literally he could sell ice to Eskimos, right? So you he can sell whatever Notre Dame does on the field, he can sell that as a positive in recruiting. Right, Don't worry about recruiting. Sorry.
1: Well, Notre Dame's 27 and a half point. I think it's 26 and a half point favorite as of today. Scale of one to 10. Your confidence in that spread? Two.
2: One. I mean, it's not high at all. I, I will not. Look, I have bet on every Notre Dame game for the past since betting became legal, you know, on the apps and stuff. I bet on every Notre Dame game and I have been very successful in that realm. I will not be taking <laughs> Notre Dame minus those points today because I and I'm not going to take any bets on Notre Dame because I don't no. want to lose money, obviously. But if Notre Dame does cover, I'll be real happy. I mean, I'll be happy about that, but I don't predict that that's actually going to happen.
1: No, can't lose any more money because I already wagered on their season win totals at the beginning of the season. I'm not going to hit it barring you know. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I can because they're regular season bets. So, you know, that's, that's completely, I, I don't feel confident based on what we've seen. You know, we've got guys saying one minus one. I don't yeah. feel confident at all. No. In the spread. I don't feel confident in making any wagers on not, Notre Dame along the way. Today's the day that they'll do it. Double digit favorites three times already. This is the fourth time they're zero three against the spread in those Correct. double digit games. All right. Fun. You want to make a game prediction?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Fall Guy, only in theaters May third. it PG thirteen. I mean, we can because it's out there in the ether. So yes, I it suppose, is. I suppose that we probably should at least talk about the fact that Notre Dame does have a game, and we do have to predict because that's part of you know that's part of what we do. I suppose. Uh, let's see here. I want to make sure I pull up the one you want to go first. While I pull up the one that uh, oh, I found it. All right, here we okay. go. Okay, so. I know I said that, you know, if Notre Dame wins big, I'm still going to have a lot of questions. I have a ton of questions, obviously, going into this game. I mean, who is this team? Who is Notre Dame in 2022? The two losses that they've had this year have been – the other team has been woefully undermanned, and they still managed to pull out a victory over Notre Dame at home. I just don't understand who this team is. I don't know where to go with this one. Realistically, you know, even if the team struggles – Uh, You know, they could still win by multiple scores. I I just, I don't know what to think about this. You need to see Drew Pine from the North Carolina and BYU. And he, he needs to simplify what he's doing. He can't have his eyes locked in on Michael Mayer all the time. He has to be able to throw to other people. He has to get other people involved. If somehow the Irish can figure out how to put together a decent game in front of their home crowd, then this game shouldn't be close. But I'll be positive. And I'll say Notre Dame 35, UNLV 13, which means Notre Dame is not covering, but they are winning by a couple, couple school years. margin. Yeah.
1: And I'm the same way. You know, again, I, I just talked about what they've been as a double-digit favorite this season. And if an offense that combined to score 73 points against North Carolina and BYU can be held to 14 points by a bad Stanford defense, how can you predict what's going to come next, you know, like – Stanford at least has played Power Five teams or more Power Five teams, I guess. But how can you how can you make a prediction again? Right. You go back and they've lost to Marshall at home, yeah. as well. So you know UNLV could be without its quarterback, so that can have an effect. They forced a lot of turnovers, eleven interceptions, like we said, third in the nation. Six of the twelve turnovers they forced in one game against Utah State. They do have a lot of sacks, seventeen. Four of them came against Cal. I do think Notre Dame's run defense. I think that, you know, they'll shut down the Rebels' running game. I am yeah. confident in that. So I'm going to go Notre Dame winning 32 to 13.
2: Oh, okay. Today.
1: And I might have adjusted that UNLV score a tad from what I had in the one that went up on the website the okay. other day, just because, you know, I kind of sat and looked at some stuff a little bit more. I think the defense is going to have a good game. Today. I do too I think
2: there's going to be a multitude of sacks I think I think the front is going to play well regardless of whether Jason Adam Little plays or not so I have a lot of confidence in that end of it I just don't know what to expect from this offense is it wrong that I have more confidence in Notre Dame going on the road against a ranked Syracuse team than I do about them at home against UNLV
1: <laughs> that's a good point I, that's a good point I,
2: uh, if that's what this season has done to me Sean I don't know what is up and what is down what is I left know. and right I know. Do
1: you want to go through it and just like pick winners? Not a whole lot of detail because we need to wrap up. To because say, that's up to you. You're the one with the game today. You're
2: the one with the work to do on the other end. That's up to you.
1: Syracuse, Clemson. Who you got?
2: I've got Clemson by two scores. I, I even though Syracuse is their Kryptonite, I, I think Clemson takes care of business.
1: Yeah, I've got Syracuse winning thirty to twenty-one today. Okay. Ole Miss at LSU.
2: It's very difficult for me ever to pick LSU, and I'm not going to do it again. I think Ole Miss has an offense that LSU can't stop, but I think it's going to be high scoring. I got Ole Miss 41, LSU 34.
1: Ole Miss coming off 448 mm-hmm. rushing yeah. yards against Auburn yes. last week. I've got Lane Kiffin and his Rebels winning 30-26. to 26. The
2: Lane train, baby.
1: Woo-woo! Right. Going to 8-0 for the first time in 60 years if they win that game. Yep. UCLA at Oregon couple top 10 teams
2: this I mean a top 10 matchup in the Pac-12 like what what is happening with this world but seriously I I, I still feel like UCLA is so balanced on offense at over they average over 500 yards of offense I think that is going to be Oregon's kryptonite tonight I still think it's going to be a close game but I've got UCLA winning 27-24 yeah,
1: Oregon loves to run the football. I've got UCLA, UCLA winning. I've got more points than you. 45-42. Oh, baby. Is my final. Oh, and baby. Finally,
2: yeah, I wish that was a night game. I wish that was a night game. I know. at 3.30, which Come is very disappointing. Watch. Yeah, I know,
1: that'd be beautiful. Yeah. Texas-Oklahoma State, last game.
2: Uh, you know what? I'm not going to say I'm a believer in Texas, but I do have Texas winning this game. I just think hate to say this i hate i think quinn yours is gonna have a big game in this one even though it's on the road texas 34 oklahoma state 27 yeah, and
1: sanders the oklahoma state quarterback he hurt his shoulder last week so he's up in the air and then like you said yours is back so i've got texas winning this one as well by a touchdown 35 28 there you go all right well that is going to do it for today's show enjoyed it as always vince we flew right by yeah baby I guess uh, Vince won't be on the post-game show, but right. will you be on upon further review? Yes, tomorrow? that is
2: the plan. So I will have to watch whatever whatever's coming at 2.30. I get to watch it again uh, either tonight or tomorrow, and I will be on upon further review tomorrow night at 7 o'clock.
1: Sounds good to me. And, of course, post-game show with Brian and the guys afterwards upon further review tomorrow. And we'll be back. Ivy Nation Sports Talk Monday at six o'clock we will talk to you then hopefully enjoy the game right we will talk to you later IB countdown to kick off